if you use the code WILDLOVE, you're going to get a discount and those are going to be even less expensive and you can buy two. Whitney, something you don't know about me is I never even had a vibrator until I was 52 years old. I was born (laughs) when I was 52 years old. What? I know. That's why I love that we're sponsored by Sweet Vibrations. Oh my God, me too. Not only that, I mean, welcome to the world, Wednesday. I know, welcome to the world. Okay, here's the amazing thing about Sweet Vibrations vibrators. They're under $50. They're waterproof. They come in all these beautiful, bright colors. Mm -hmm. They're chargeable. And they feel absolutely amazing. They feel amazing. And there's one for every vulva and preference. There are so many different Sweet Vibrations vibrators. What's your favorite one? Okay, my favorite one is the girl's best friend. I had never used anything like this before. I was like, "Eh, I love my bullets. I like this. I like that. Then I used the girl's best friends like literally two weeks ago and it blew my face off. My orgasm was so strong. I was like, this is my new favorite toy for the rest of my life. I'm never using anything else again. Thank you, Sweet Vibrations. All right. You know, before this guest, Adrian Rommel, came on, I didn't even know what the word yoni meant. Mm-hmm. I got such an education. Yes. She's really great. So we talk about kind of the spiritual side of the vagina and the pussy. But also the this, and the scientific side, too, which was amazing because she talked about nutrition and how nutrition can help not just your gut microbiome, but your vaginal microbiome. She was amazing. She was really amazing. We talk now, if you guys out there deal with reoccurring yeast infections or bacterial vaginosis or candida overgrowth in your gut, a lot of us do. You're not alone. More people than you know deal with this. This is a podcast that you are going to want to listen and re-listen to because we go really deep into this with Adrian. She's incredible. I hope you guys love it. Okay, so we are here in New York City, but our guest flew in from Houston to be on the show with us. She came from Houston to Gotham Podcast Studios in the Bryant Park area of New York, which, what is that? And you're here from Houston. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, of course. I stalked you on Instagram, so... Which was amazing. So I can't believe that you're actually sitting here with us because I am so excited to talk about yoni health. And I want you to de- describe and let people know what a yoni actually yeah, please, is. That was my first because, question. We were sitting right. here and I was like, I, I think I know about female sexuality, but I hear the term yoni all the time. Please explain. Please enlighten me and others. Yeah. So yoni is like, kind of a friendly term of explaining a vagina, but not just our vagina, our female reproductive system. So yoni is a Sanskrit word for the female reproductive system. Like all of it, Mm -hmm. from the vulva to the clit to the ovaries. To the womb, everything. So yeah, instead of saying the vagina nutritionist, I wanted to call myself the yoni nutritionist because it's a much more friendly way of Kind of explaining what I do, even though not a lot of people are familiar with the word yoni. Well, the ones listening just got schooled. Yeah. And so did I. So thank you. I also like, yeah, it sounds friendly. And I also like this idea of it all being comprehensively linked because we don't have the language for that in English, basically, you're saying. Yeah. You had to use a Sanskrit word to get to that paradigm of the connectedness of it all. And so you're talking about eating for like nutrition for the whole reproductive organs, like everything. Yeah, exactly. Is it also nutrition for your clit? 
nutrition for your clit, nutrition for your vagina, nutrition for your vulva, nutrition for your womb, your hormones. It's all connected. Fascinating. Wow. So how did you get into this? Like describe how... Did you deal with reoccurring yeast or did you deal with like what what caused you to really be like, you know what, I have to figure this out. I have to become a yoni nutritionist. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I've struggled with my yoni health my entire sexual health adult life. So ever since the age of 15, I've had like just so many issues, recurring yeast infections and HPV and an HSV diagnosis. I have genital herpes. And it's just like, it just hasn't seemed to end. And then I struggled with something called candida about five years ago. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people know what that is. And I didn't know what that was either at the time. And then when I found out what it was and that I could heal it through diet was a huge game changer for me because that's when Mm -hmm. I was able to heal my recurring yeast infections and heal all kinds of things in my body. But it was really nutrition that did it for me. And it really made me realize, like, you really are what you eat. And that's what inspired me to go back to school to become a holistic nutritionist. I was in the whole in the corporate world for like 15 years. What did you do in your past life in the corporate world? I was in sales for a long time and IT telecom sales. Oh wow. Mm. From from IT to Yoni, to Yoni. nutrition. Yes. I feel like you're in a better place now. That's right. just me. But yeah. I feel like yeah. Yeah. And then after I was finished nutrition school, I was doing stuff with retreats because I'm also a yoga teacher, but I just really, this has been my passion pretty much my half of my life. So you had to cure your own yoni and you did it with nutrition and yeah. you want to help other people with a yoni. Do I mean, thing. Yeah. this is the story I hear so often because I'm in the same boat. Like I joke that the wind will blow and my pussy is like, whoa, let's freak out about something or other. And I talk to all of my girlfriends and we all have a very similar issue, but no one has like, it doesn't really seem like somebody has a a um, solution for us. You What's know? the issue that you guys, that you and your girlfriends are facing? Yeast, you, yeast, reoccurring yeast and just feeling like uncomfortable. And then... Um, and BV, I hear about tons, like all of the time, bacterial vaginosis. And so it's just like, there's always this constant cycle of trying to figure out how you can feel comfortable within your body. And you know, like if you are feeling uncomfortable and you're mm-hmm. either itchy or there's a smell or there's something going on, you, your entire day is ruined. <laughs> like at least yeah. in my opinion, like right. I cannot go on with myself. Unhappy if I feel like day, that. unhappy day. Dude, totally. That's- <laughs> True. Like, it's so true. Whenever I have a yoni issue, it's like my whole vibe changes. It's like my feminine power is taken away. It's like my sassy, sultry, normal, like, fun, sensual self. Like, that kind of just... Yeah, you can't, you can't feel good really. if you're not feeling good physically. Exactly. And, you know, like when you are a sensual and sexual being and you're in a relationship or you want to be sexually active, when you have recurring yoni health issues, it is a real bummer. Okay. Oh, my God. It's such a real you bummer. Know, and you don't like, feel sexy. You don't want to. Like, just don't touch. Just no. don't. And it's so it uh. can be so uncertain and it's just so unpredictable. And mm-hmm. so it's this is why, like... Nutrition is so important to our yoni health because not a lot of people realize that everything that you put into your mouth literally affects your sexual health. And there's so many things. Okay. Can we talk about, I want to, let's get into the issues that like Whitney's mentioning here. You 
said candida and Whitney said yeast infections. Are those two things linked? And what is bacterial vaginosis? Because these seem like things I hear about them all the time too Mm -hmm. in my DMs that that people who have a yoni are experiencing. Right. Define them for us. So a yeast infection is a buildup of yeast in, and it can be in on our skin or in our mouths or in our yonis. And candida is related to that because candida is actually a fungus that normally lives very happily inside of our guts in balance with our good and bad bacteria. But when it is a problem is when it overgrows. And there's about, I think there's about 20 different versions or forms of the candida fungus. And then when that starts to overpopulate in our guts is when we start experiencing like recurring vaginal yeast infections, recurring bacterial vaginosis, which is actually a bacterial infection in our yonis. And the yeast is a fungal infection in our yonis. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. That's the difference between the two. And like, for example, with a yeast infection, you can treat it with an antifungal Uh, treatments. Or you can, if you have a bacterial infection, usually it's treated with antibiotics, which a lot of women hate Which actually causes yeast, though. Exactly. So you get stuck in this cycle. That's why it's so frustrating. And I hear from so many people, including myself, but I I get, like you said, in your DMs, like people feel hopeless and like they just have no idea what to do. So we're taking antibiotics and that's actually perpetuating the cycle of this yeast infection ordeal. And, and then there's so many people, resistant, right? right. Yeah. I was just about to say, there's so many people who are now like treatment resistant to, um, yeast in BV. Yeah, exactly. And it's so frustrating because, you know, you go to the doctor or to your GP or to your gynecologist and basically they just say, Oh, you've got a yeast infection. Oh, you've got BV. Here's a prescription for medication. Take it. Here's it some monostat. That's yeah. what they used to use when mm-hmm. I used oh, to get and these. And that stuff is just so horrible because it really affects the flora, the nice flora that lives mm-hmm. naturally in our yonis and in our guts. So, you know, it doesn't really get to the root of the problem. And that's why what I do is really helpful is, is not only as a holistic nutritionist to understand it as a whole, like What's going on in the body? What's going on in your life that could be triggering these things? But also like your diet is a huge part of what's going on with the health of your gut, which impacts the health of our yonis. Okay. I have a question. You said that candida is the culprit. Was that, you said that candida, if there's an overgrowth of candida, it can lead to yeast infections and bacterial vaginosis. Okay. Let me guess what causes an overgrowth of candida. Probably everything I like. Sugar, mm-hmm. <laughs> alcohol. Yep. I don't drink anywhere, but probably sugar, probably alcohol, and what else? All the good things. Yeah, all the good things. Tell us what causes an overgrowth <laughs> of candida and then what we can do about it. There's a lot of inflammatory foods as well that contribute to candida. So like you said, sugar, but also dairy and gluten. Oh my God, I love those. I know. No <laughs> wonder I have yeast infections. Oh, <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, they do cause a lot of inflammation in our guts, which cause a lot of inflammation in our yonis and the bacteria. Um, What else are some of the causes? Frequent antibiotic use, whether it's recent or even from childhood, like that stuff stays with us for a while. I was on antibiotics all the time. Yeah, me too, as a kid. Really, a lot of my friends, even when I talked to, it was like, yeah, they would go to the doctor and pop this down your throat. 
Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't know them that w- when we took those, that we were carpet bombing our gut. Right. And we didn't know that the gut was the command center for us emotionally, for our immune systems, for the gut. Yeah. They call it our second brain. It's our second exactly. brain. And so we carpet bombed it. It was carpet bombed our whole childhoods, right? Constantly. Yep. Yeah. Especially like the way we grew up. It was antibiotics. It was a lot of processed foods. Now the generations is different. Like uh, yeah. All plastic. Yeah. (laughs) Like there's so many health foods available um for people now and the generations growing up will maybe Mm -hmm. be different. But um yeah, antibiotics is a big, big thing. That's a big thing that's contributing to candida overgrowth. And oral contraceptives. You know, birth oh, control, right. the birth control pill. Like for me, I was on birth control for 15 years. I me had too. no idea that it would cause gut health issues at the time. I just don't think they even like talk about that. At least my doctor did not give me any sort of idea that this would have lasting effects on my health or my libido or my mood or anything for that matter. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. here you go. Take this pill to prevent pregnancy. Great. Got it understood. That's awesome for that. But also give me all of the information that I actually need to know to make an educated decision. And also decision. care enough to do the research to figure it out, yeah. right? Because we, the the imperative was like, okay, women don't want to get pregnant. Give them a pill for that, which is great. Thank God for birth control. Like totally. it changed our lives. Absolutely. But like, it seems like there wasn't enough research going beyond that imperative to prevent pregnancy. And now we're seeing... And there's also ways to prevent pregnancy, you guys. Like, I mean, I haven't been on birth control for almost four years now. And once I got off birth control, I realized, wow, how much different I felt. Because I was on birth control basically from 15 to um, like 28 or something. Mm -hmm. So that whole time, and then I got off of it. And there was definitely a time that I had to regulate my hormones because I went like cold turkey. And I felt so different. And now... I haven't had any issues with pregnancy, um, and I'm just using an app called Glow, and I watch my ovulation. I can tell my body completely changes right before I have my my period. I know exactly when it's coming, and it's so cool to be in touch with that really cool feminine power that we have. Mm-hmm. I don't have it anymore. I'm on mine Bye-bye. right now. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Wait a second. You just touched on something so interesting, like this idea of feminine power, which, you know me, I'm a lot less woo-woo than you. I like data and science, but I just like this idea of empowering women through tools like nutrition because our bodies have been, I'm all for Western medicine. There are things about it I love, but I want other tools too. I want to be able to have a modicum of control and the idea that what I put into my body can affect my reproductive and sexual health is really interesting to me. I want to get into it with you, all of it. So if you if you are working with somebody and they have reoccurring yeast infections, they don't know what to do, what is kind of the protocol that you take them through to find out? Yeah, there's a couple of different things. Um, I mean, you can go cold turkey. A lot of people, if they're really like when I had to do my candida cleanse, I was desperate. So I was just like, I will do anything. Just help me feel better. And I cut out sugar. I cut out all of the inflammatory foods, basically everything that I loved, like chocolate and yeah, everything (laughs) I cut out and really sticking to a diet of, um, 
good quality proteins, good fats, and low starchy vegetables or grains. Okay, tell people who don't know what those are, what they are. So a good quality protein would be a really great source of eggs, for example, or um, like an organically sourced or grass-fed meat product if you do eat meat. Mm -hmm. A good fat would be avocado, for example, or nuts and seeds, or olive oil, coconut oil. And a low starch vegetable would be like greens, like kale, spinach, broccoli, cauliflower, those those types we're, of vegetables. Whitney, we're doing really well. We are, except Whitney's, I'm eating gluten. Whitney's staying with me this week. And <laughs> well, you have that damn challah bread or whatever it's called. Oh, and sorry about that. Jesus, yeah. so oh, good. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even. I've never experienced that until staying with Wednesday, and now I'm eating the whole loaf. You needed to stay. My candida's out of whack to get your challah on. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm throwing it away. Okay, but you know I'll I have, have one more. Piece. I have gluten-free challah too, but <laughs> you don't know. like that. You're like, you're a real Jew because you're like, I'm not having gluten-free challah. Listen, if I'm eating it, I'm eating it. Secretly, you're Jewish. I don't like even either. I like, I yeah. have this issue. Like, I don't want the keto fucking bagels. I don't want the no, <laughs> no. sugar donuts. Are you kidding me? If I'm eating a donut, I want a donut. Wait, this brings up a really good point. And I talk to you about <laughs> this sometimes. I'm like, could we... When it comes to these foods that you're telling us to seek out better options, can we moderate? Can we cheat sometimes? Can we have a bagel sometimes? Yes. Like how And how do we moderate and how do we know how much? Help us. I'm a little afraid, though, because I feel like when it comes to candida, like I've had some a really close guy I was dating. He had candida overgrowth in his gut, which is like very common, isn't it? Like yeah. most people don't even know that they have it. Yeah. And... It's like the candida elimination diet is pretty strict. It's pretty strict. For not like a hot moment for like a while. Yeah, for how, a while. How long? <laughs> when I did mine, I did it for a month. And usually they say between four to like a between a month to three months, even in some extreme cases to six months. But to me personally, that's too restrictive. Like also you need to enjoy your life. Food is such mm-hmm. an important like it's such a pleasure in our life. And I don't usually believe in restrictive diets. I believe in moderation, but it depends on your experience with candida and like how often you're experiencing yeast infections or really how dedicated you are to eliminating it. You can either go super hard with it or you can kind of go 80-20, which I mm. like to do. Okay. That's more my style. Yeah. <laughs> Right. 50, 50, 20, you know. So you go on this diet, you cut out these inflammatory foods that are contributing to candida overgrowth and you do it for a month to maybe six months, depending how bad your situation is. Yes. And is that then changing not just your gut flora, but also your vaginal flora? And by the way, you guys, I didn't even know there was such a thing as a vaginal microbiome. I thought it was only... Um, in your gut, and then I went in a hot tub, and my um, <laughs> my OBGYN. I went in a hot tub many times, and my OBGYN was like, "You need to take a probiotic." And I was like, "Uh huh, uh huh." And he said, "For your vaginal flora," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wow!" Immediately, the first person I told was Kyle Kingsbury because he had the bad luck to be like at my house when I learned it. I was like, "Kyle, did you know that there's vaginal microflora?" And I picked the right person to tell because he was actually as guys go fairly knowledgeable super knowledgeable about but i had no idea can you tell people about their vaginal um microbiome so there's we've got our microbiome that live in our guts but we also have our microbiome that live in our vaginas and like you for example i 
I've been in the water a lot of times swimming or if I wear my menstrual cup, I tend sometimes to get a yeast infection just because of the irritation in my vaginal microbiome of flora. Right. It's normal. It just gets... So, like, I think my issue is the chlorine in the hot tub was so insane because it's hot. They Right. And and my... Yeah, it just went like... It just, like, got wiped out. And And using, like... Well, like yeah. you said, you know, like menstrual cups, tampons, and then also if you're wet in your bikini for like, I don't know, X amount of time, there you go. Oh, yeah, exactly. Man. And even sex can trigger yeast infections or candida, not necessarily candida, more yeast infections, but it also depends on the pH of your yoni because the pH, maintaining the pH of your yoni is also really important. It's actually a little bit more on the acidic side. So, that can also affect. A yeast I want to know. How, I want to know how to keep that flora healthy. But wait, first I want to say one thing. What about women who spin all the time? Because spinning is really popular. Does that? Um, I felt like the one time I did it, I was like, I'm just on the seat, and I feel like I'm getting a urinary tract infection from the mm. pressure. And the do you, is that are our exercise practices sometimes affecting our yoni health as well? Mm-hmm. Definitely, like you were saying. If you wear wet bikinis or kind of damp clothes, sweaty clothes, if your yoni sweats a lot and you're sitting in your damp clothes, that can cause some irritation as well Okay, and lead to a yeast infection or sometimes a UTI or bacterial vaginosis. Like it depends on what's going on down there and I guess how... Sidebar, but spinning hurts my vulva as fuck. Yeah, but you, you got to do it. See, I used to spin all the time, but the stronger you get, you don't really sit on the seat that long. You're telling me that like it's going I can't to hurt spin unless I'm really really good at spinning. Well, it's gonna hurt for like I'll have to stand up a couple of, like a couple of times that okay. you go a few times, a handful of times. You're gonna be sore. You're gonna be like it feels like you sat on a okay. big old dick for a long time. And then Wait, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> and then you realize, oh, I don't have That's to always sit language. down like that. <laughs> I but I do want to. So when talking about because I did quite a bit of research on the vaginal microbiome and flora and how to keep that healthy yeah, say, for certain say, products. Say, say, say. And from what I found, you would know more about this than I did do. What I understand is that by taking oral probiotics that are specifically for your vaginal flora, a lot of that doesn't actually make it all the way down to the va- to the vagina or the vaginal microbiome because of the stomach acid and because of the um, intestines or whatever. Is yes. that right? Yeah. Okay, exactly. wait. So now what? Right. So that's the thing, right? So now what do we do, which is why I was doing a bunch of research for this specific product that I plan on coming out with for this specific reason, topically to put the... Um, probiotics that we need in our vagina mm-hmm. yeah, right there. Um, so how, but if we, since we don't have that, but what can we do that, like, how can we get the probiotics to put topically or what are the things that we can do to help us with okay, that? Okay, wait, my femdophilus that I'm taking is like not making it down to my vajay. <sighs> okay, sorry, just yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, somebody's here to help me with that. Two people are here to help me with that. There are probiotic suppositories that you can take that help re- rebalance your vaginal And those flora. are Probably more do. effective than taking them orally. Yes. Okay. But if your gut health is on point and your digestion is on point, when you take your oral probiotics, and it's really good to take a high dose of probiotics, that should help with your vaginal flora. That, okay. Without okay. having to insert a, pro, a vaginal probiotic okay. up into your yoni. Okay. okay. 
All right. Is there and then what? Oh, go ahead. What are the other things that we can do? Let's say if you get a um, yeast infection or BV. I don't know. I know that I've used boric acid before. That usually works for me a lot. Um, would you recommend that? Do you recommend something else? What are we, what can we do? Boric acid, I've heard a lot of, but I actually haven't tried it myself, to be honest. Oh, okay, it works sounds, for me. That yeah. sounds really painful for people like me who like have never even considered putting boric acid on our pussies. Tell it's a suppository. Tell people why, tell people why it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know a lot about exactly what boric acid is, but um, it's a suppository that I've used that it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't sting. It doesn't do anything. Like, you know, when you put hyaluronic acid on your face, it's basically mm-hmm. to moisturize. Yes. So this is similar, I guess. Okay, got And it. so it's a suppository that helps with uh, treatment-resistant yeast and BV. Got it. This is a really good. I'm not a doctor, you guys. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I've just done. I've just dealt with this for so many times, and I've done a lot of research on this specific topic. So many women are dealing with this. Right. Great. And I, I was going to say this is a great time for our disclaimer. Like, hello, we're not medical experts, but we're helping women get information that they can then consider and have as part of their toolkit if they want. Because this is a problem that I think so many women are in this cycle where they get a prescription or they get monistat and it's just not working and it's coming back again and again and again. Yeah, and you get so frustrated. Yeah. It's so frustrating. And I was, when I started doing this, I was like, there's got to be other women that are experiencing this too. Surely I'm not the only one because it's so common. And now doing what I do, I can see that it's so common. Do we know the rates of like, because I feel like every single woman I know um, has had a yeast infection. I, I mean, it must be... I don't know really the stats, high. but yeah. it's something crazy. It's something like one in three or something. And then uh-huh. and then there's something about like reoccurring. Mm-hmm. Recurrence. Recurring, right. yeah. But this is the thing too, is if you do get recurring yeast infections, there are also supplements that you can take that will help eliminate that candida alongside the diet. Yes. So you can Tell take us. caprylic acid, which is a really strong antifungal. It's made from coconut oil mm. and coconuts. But caprylic it's a, acid. Caprylic acid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really powerful. And sometimes you can take a pretty high dose of it just to, if you want to kill off the candida, it'll kill it off. But there's something called a die-off reaction Ooh, where yeah. when the candida starts dying off, you start getting all these other symptoms of like flu-like symptoms and you just feel like shit pretty much. When I did my candida diet, I had to lie in bed for a couple of days. But Mine was a bit extreme because I went cold turkey, like off went everything. Really you hard. went off gluten and soy and yeah. um, sugar and alcohol. You went off everything at once. Yeah. I mean, yes. as a person, as a recovering alcoholic who like just totally kicked alcohol seven years ago, I that was really hard. So what you're talking about is something really difficult, and you're saying your body feels it. Yeah, your body feels it. So that would be normal. Sure. Like don't you're saying don't stop just because yeah, don't you're feeling stop. bad. And this is the thing, like I always say when with my clients, you usually will start feeling worse before you start to feel better because of all of the things that are going on in your body. Your body's all of a sudden like, whoa, suddenly you're not feeding those bacteria, the fungus, what they like to eat anymore. So they start starving. And that's when they start dying off. And when that happens, they start to release toxins and you feel like drunk, you feel like you're maybe getting the flu, maybe you get a yeast infection, like you start to feel worse before you get better. But there's also other antifungals that you can take that aren't as strong as caprylic acid. So there's like olive leaf extract and grapefruit seed extract. You Mm. can take either one of those. 
you can also take them alongside a really high dose of probiotics, which I usually like recommend a 50 billion hmm. probiotic and one that is women's health specific. Okay. Um, and you can also take things like oil of oregano and I love oil of oregano. Yeah, that's so a do pow- I. That's Why powerful. that hurts if you take it orally? I know, but, but I'm like, like, I'm like, working. yeah, give it to me. Yeah, it yeah. feels really efficacious somehow. Mm-hmm. It's yep. antifungal. It's antiviral. It's antibacterial. So it's so good for your immune too. Or, take it orally. Okay. Um, you can also put it in some water if you don't want to burn the surface of your mouth No, but then there's the, always that little off. drop of oregano oil that's there. And so I drink the whole glass of water, but then that little, little drop, drop is at the very like, end. I, it's like I, was I just wait- squirted it in my mouth. <laughs> I was waiting for you. <laughs> or if you have a sore throat, I've used it for like yeah. sore throats. I'll just drop the oregano oil on my throat and it feels like I set my throat on fire. Um, but it works. But it yeah. works for you. It does <laughs> yeah. Work. yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about it. So you... Please go on. I don't want to break your flow, but I want to also get to like, after you tell us all the foods not to eat, then what are we eating? Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good question because it's, it does seem pretty extreme. Like it's a, it's a pretty hardcore diet and there's a lot to eliminate, but there actually is a lot of things that you can still eat. Like the way I explained it, it sounded pretty restrictive, but there's a lot of things that you can still eat. And there's a lot of really creative ways that you can combine and cook your foods that doesn't make you feel like you're restricting. And Mm. then when you start to include foods after you do a candida cleanse or a candida diet, you can, what works for me is the paleo diet. I really love that because Mm -hmm. it's not really that high in sugar unless you're really killing the fruits. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not high in carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Sweet potatoes are, I think, the only thing in quinoa sometimes. But I really love the paleo diet. And you like that for what you call yoni health. Like yeah, that's paleo what works diet. For me. Yes. So for people who don't know what a paleo diet is, what are the choices that you're recommending for So it's kind of like the candida diet, just less restrictive. So it's good quality proteins like eggs and good sources of meat, good quality fats like avocados, coconut oil, olive oil, and then a low starch carbohydrate. So again, vegetables, green leafy vegetables, but this time you can start incorporating carrots and red peppers and sweet potatoes and things with color because on the candida diet, even things that are like red and orange and yellow and any other color of vegetable, you shouldn't include because they also contain sugar. And even on the candida diet, you should avoid sugar totally, which means no fruit. Wait, hold on. See, I love that little <laughs> um, people tip. Hate me when I say that. No, no, I love you because you just made my life so easy. You said red, yellow, and orange vegetables tend to be very high in sh- in natural sugar or whatever yeah. the term is. Yes. <sighs> mm. We were I eating didn't carrots yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I was. I put a big old carrot in. It was so big that the Cuisinart couldn't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. All right. So. What happens if you just go paleo? Like, I'm here, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I know I need to do this candida thing, mm. this candida elimination diet, but I'm just not ready to, you know, commit to that because I'm being a little wimp. Yeah, I mean, I think... Not taking care of myself. Candida, it's, it's a bit of a commitment, the candida elimination, because, like, you really have to be prepared to restrict yourself, and it's not... I'm not very good at that. So I think if you wanted to do like a modified version of the candida diet, like a candida light. Totally. I'm in. I could handle that. Let's do candida light. Let's do it today. Okay. I think the paleo diet is realistic. 
And I think if you take the supplements alongside of that to eliminate the candida, it could, it would help. Okay. It may not, you may still, like it may not be as effective as really just going cold turkey and hard and cutting it out, but you may notice. But doing that until I'm ready to, you know, be, take real good care of myself. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you're on the road. I feel like if you're having this conversation. Oh, I'm totally on the road. You're getting the information. It's in there and it's going to impact your choices. One of the things. Whenever you do it. Yeah. You'll get there. For sure. I will get there. I have total faith in myself. Um, one of the things that I grew up hearing, and maybe this is something that you hear because you're talking about yoni health and okay. So if you eat pineapple, is that going to sweeten the way your vagina tastes? Yes. It will? I thought you were going to be like, no, bitch. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's good for really? men too. Yes. Wait, explain. <laughs> Tell me more. One of the chemical properties in pineapple or the natural, not chemical properties, but one of the natural properties in pineapple makes our yonis taste good and smell good and semen taste good as well. Okay. So how much do you got to eat? <laughs> and when? I don't know. How far before Whitney I have to Whitney's ready to put it into practice. Listen. Immediately. You right. don't want to go on the paleo diet, but you are ready to I'll eat some pineapple damn pineapple. So it tastes really good. Yeah. What about, isn't like tomato, if you eat tomato, not so good. It's acidic or something. Oh, I haven't heard that. You know, Gigi See? Engel wrote an article about this, about things that you could eat if you wanted to change the way your vaginal fluids taste. By the way, just a disclaimer, there's nothing wrong with the way your vagina smells no, or tastes not. probably and get into it. Like the smell of it is great. But Your natural musk is but, wonderful for but, sure. But yes. some people do like to do this thing that it's kind of fun that you can change the smell by what you eat. So Gigi wrote a whole article about it. <laughs> But I forgot the pineapple part. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Like when you start eating clean, fresh, healthy foods, your yoni and it tastes and smells usually pretty amazing. Yeah, because you're just a healthier individual. Yeah. You get bad farts, but. (laughs) (laughs) But this is the thing too. Digestion is the key to good yoni health. Okay, say more about that because I get probably a lot of women are like, my anus and my vagina, nothing doing, or like my stomach and my <laughs> vagina, nothing doing. Tell us the connection between like yoni health and digestive health and elimination. Yeah. It's all connected to the gut. It's all gut health related. So when we have good digestion, if we're going to the bathroom one or two times a day on a regular basis, that's usually when our yonis are really happy because our guts are happy. And all of that flora that we talked about lives harmoniously. Wait, I'm a New Yorker. Are you saying there are people who shit twice a day? I do. I do. Oh my God. I don't know if that (laughs) happens in New York City because we're very tightly wound. Twice a day? If I don't, I mean... I'm impressed. I for sure poop once a day. If I don't poop one, if I don't poop that day, I'm like, holy shit. Something, literally, literally, something is seriously wrong. Okay, right. I heard that once a day was a thing that people thought was healthy, but now we're saying twice a day is healthy. Twice a day is healthy. I'm looking at my research assistant, Jane, who's another New Yorker. I'm just imagining New Yorkers (laughs) even taking the time to shit twice a day. We're like, oh, sorry, no, don't have the time for it. And that's part of our problem. Listen, just do some damn emails while you're in the pot. Okay. I think New Yorkers just have to eat more fiber. How about that, New Yorkers? Yeah, just eat more fiber. And the probiotics and all of those supplements will help 
you to go to the bathroom. Okay, I stopped you. You were on, I just was stupefied by your amazing poofing, the two of you. Thank you. Um, Keep going about the (laughs) Yoni digestion elimination connection. I didn't mean to stop you. That's okay. Yeah, it's all connected. So gut health and yoni health. When your gut is happy, your yoni is happy. When your digestion is happy, your gut's happy, your yoni's happy. When your digestion is happy, the hormones balance out, your nervous system is relaxed, your immune system is boosted because all of that, its home is the gut. Mm -hmm. So when you're taking really good care of your gut, most of the time, everything else is happy and in balance. Have you heard of fecal transplants? I have. Yeah. Are you familiar with that? I haven't had any experience with that, but I've heard of it. You know, people are like freeze drying their fecal matter and then shoving it up other people's butt. Yes. And I mean, because it can help with your intestinal flora, right? So and we it, hear, yeah. Help yeah. With, yeah and, and your immunity, right? I mean, it's considered a kind of therapy, mm-hmm. like a, a kind of... So do you take clients through this process? Yes. Yes. I have uh, a candida elimination program. Great. That I work I just know it's in my future. I just know it's coming. <laughs> you're, you're getting a lot out of this today. I mean, I am too, but I feel like so you much. Can start, there's so much you can start doing right away. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you've been unhappy about this and now you, now I, have. I, I can tell you, you're feeling. I'm going to use myself as a human guinea pig for yeah. all of you guys <laughs> or y'all who's listening because I'm not, I don't have the, um, you know, faith in myself to do it by myself. I need some cheerleaders with pressure. Me. Her Why don't you guys do it with me? Way. We can Support do it together. Wait, what is positive pressure? Suffer. Support. Yeah. <laughs> we can suffer not having sugar or alcohol or anything delicious, gluten. But it feels so good. I have no, to I know. Say. It's like a cold plunge, you know, cold sex and you feel great. Um, I went off sugar for 10 days and then were you with me the day that I, I got, fell off I the wagon? I got here the day after. She, okay, so I went <laughs> off sugar. Like every single person, the New York Times had this like, go off sugar for seven days. Remember this on January 1st. So like every single other New Yorker on January 1st, I was like, okay, no more refined sugar. I'm not going to add sweeteners. Okay. And I did that for 10 days. And then on a Sunday recently, I completely fell off the wagon. <laughs> and there were these chocolates that I had bought in, um, I don't know, I was traveling and I bought chocolates somewhere in Europe and they were so good. And here's a cautionary tale and everybody's going to be so familiar with this. I hadn't had any refined sugar or added sugar in this pretty long period of time. I have one, I have another, I have another, and then I'm just like my brain and my mouth and my body are just, there's no shut off. <laughs> and so then I've had Probably as much sugar, not as much as I would have had in 10 days, but then I feel like such a like loser. Why could I not stop eating that chocolate? And what can people do when they fall off the wagon on this candida elimination diet? It's really interesting to that you mentioned that because sugar is the most addictive sub- substance. It's even more addictive than cocaine. Yeah. And so many people, when they're on the candida elimination diet with me, they're like, oh, I've had a bad weekend. I fell off the diet. What do I do? And mm-hmm. it's that happens. It happens to everybody. Life happens. You know, it's birthday just, cake happens. Birthday cake happens. <laughs> Chocolates. Chocolates. <laughs> Ice cream. Wine happens. You wine, know, wine definitely happens. happens. Wine happens. And you just have to keep going. Okay. Just, just, just move forward. Just, just move get back forward, on the saddle. Keep going. 
You fall off the horse, get back on. Okay, just keep going. Don't yeah. be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Don't beat yourself up. Don't be hard on them, yourselves. Like most people, when they do that, they're so hard on themselves. And it's just like, that's life. Just yeah. keep going. In AA, just, they just say just, yeah, okay, one step. But you know what? You fell. Not that I, I haven't fallen off the wagon, but I have a lot of compassion for people who do fall off the wagon with alcohol um, because I I have the similar thing with sugar. I get this struggle. And in AA, they just tell you, okay, just move forward now. Now you're moving forward. Now you you have a day without alcohol. So you're saying we can tell ourselves like, yeah, I have a day without sugar or gluten or soy or dairy. Like, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every day it gets easier too. And the more time goes by, the less you crave sugar. It's really, really interesting. I feel, I felt that. And then I um, shoved 10 pieces of chocolate in my mouth. But I did, <laughs> but I did feel like it was getting so like prior easier. prior to that. Oh, and you know what? Word of encouragement, because that was Sunday and today is Wednesday day. And like, I had no problem once I got myself back on track on Monday, like that, it was okay. This is true. Yeah. yeah I thought, oh, that's it. Like slippery slope. That's it. Here we it's go. Over. Here Just we go. roll me up and some sugar. And sometimes when that <laughs> happens, it's really good because we remember, oh yeah, that, that doesn't make me feel good. I do not want to feel like that again. Like afterwards, you know, right. it's, it's kind of like you have a sugar hangover. Oh yes. I have felt a sugar hangover. Every bit as strong as a hangover from alcohol. Have you ever had a sugar hangover, Wit? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I love sugar so much that I'm just like, maybe I don't ever get a sugar hangover because I just keep pounding it. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's just no recovery time. It's just all a constant flat. Right. It's like, I don't need that hangover. Why? Because I'm going back for more. Okay. There's even a gluten hangover. See, I don't experience these hangovers. I'm just like, oh, gluten, sugar, fuck yeah, my life is made. This is why I need to do the candida diet. I know. I'm talking I, to myself. I have a lot of self-discipline. You're an athlete. I feel that you're going to be able to do it. And I also, know. our listeners are going to be supporting you. I don't know. We're going to create a hashtag. <laughs> what so, What are some of like, the top tips, like top tips for people who want to change their candida lives? And yonis. Yeah. And yeah, 10, yeah, top tips for that and for a happy yoni. For a happy yoni, I would start off with every morning drinking, before you put anything into your mouth, drinking a glass of warm water with lemon juice or apple cider vinegar, just a cap full of apple cider vinegar. I do them all. I do apple cider vinegar, lemon, and I add Himalayan sea salt. Oh yeah, that's good. And why are we supposed to be doing that? That helps your digestive... kicks your digestion into gear. Okay. And then it helps the apple cider vinegar specifically really helps to repopulate the good flora in your gut. And people usually think, isn't that acidic? But actually it alkalizes your stomach, which is really good in the morning because when we wake up in the morning, that's when our stomach is the most acidic. Okay, great. So that, and that's, then if there's that's any- That's an easy first step to yeah. do any happiness And also and guys like hydration, right? You're not drinking any yes. water throughout the night. You lose like mm-hmm. two pounds, is, is that correct? Overnight because you're not drinking anything. So most of us wake up and we have a cup of coffee. I'm getting this from Aubrey Marcus's book, Own the Day. Oh, um, and then we get even more dehydrated. We get even yes. more dehydrated. So we're not actually like flushing our bodies at all. So as soon as you wake up, have some, just have some water at and least. Throw, yeah. And throw some apple it's cider true. vinegar in it right. red or some lemon. It's really important to do before the coffee because the coffee is so acidic. So mm-hmm. you want to alkalize your tummy before you put anything else. Okay, that stomach. was easy. Yeah. If you do str- struggle with candida, the oil of oregano is really good. Just a couple of drops, a little bit every day. It's really strong. So you just need a little bit. And probiotics. 
those are my top three tips for... Okay, we can do that. For a happy yoni. For a happy yoni, especially if you're sensitive to yeast infections and candida. Wow. Oh. And for those of uh, uh, for those of you listening who are like me, who are like anti-woo-woo a little bit, happy yoni, you taught me, is just another way of saying, you know, healthy, reproductive, and sexual organs. Healthy, comfortable. Yeah. Reproductive and sexual uh, system organs. Something else that's really important on top of nutrition is just, it's not only what we put into our mouths, but also what we're feeding our minds because stress really takes a huge toll on our overall health, but also our yoni health. And it contributes to candida. And it's one of the main triggers of candida and of yeast infections and of any kind of viral infection or even BV. So just really trying to reduce stress and practice a lot of mindfulness and self-awareness will help you connect more to your body and connect more to your yoni as well. And what about sleep? Because I feel in New York, we're so bedeviled. We have so much stress and it affects our sleep right away. What is that doing for our yoni health? It's not helping. I mean, it's not helping anything, right? Sleep deprivation is harmful in every way, but specifically... Especially when there's a lot of inflammation in our body, that's when our yoni doesn't... gets a little bit angry. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So sleep really helps to reduce inflammation in our bodies. And as we're aging, because I'm older than Whitney and um, some of our listeners, um, yoni health in big... um, periods of hormonal transition, like women who are perimenopausal and menopausal, um, what can they do? Sorry that we don't have a lot of time to get into this, but this is kind of a big question, but I would love to know what women can do in perimenopause and menopause with nutrition to help with their yoni health, in your view. In my experience. In your informed expert view. Yes. (laughs) Gut health, again, is so important to balancing our hormones and kind of preparing us to come into that phase of our lives and eating really understanding what to eat that helps support our hormones and balance our hormones is so important and it's all related to gut health. So Mm. eating a lot of really good fats are good for hormonal health and avoiding a lot of the phytoestrogens that sometimes are found in soy products, in... um, Plastic water bottles. Yeah, and plastic food wrapped in plastic. Food wrapped in plastic. Even healthy food wrapped in plastic, right? You're getting those phytoestrogens, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah. it's really, really important (laughs) to start looking into that and being aware of that. Oh, and by the way, all those fancy teas that come in the little pyramid. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You're getting that. A lot of those have plastic. You're pouring hot water on, on that plastic. fancy tea. Guess what? Like, mm-hmm. ask for a paper tea bag, right? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I don't know. It was there was um, there was a study about it recently that showed that it, those of us using those fancy tea bags were getting really high levels of whatever the bad things are in plastics, bisphenol A, and yeah. other phytoestrogens. It adds up. Like it really does, and. Over the years, we've been drinking from plastic water bottles and not even knowing how it's Mm -hmm. been affecting our health. And now it's it's changing, luckily. But it's really, really important to know how to eat for your hormonal health going into that phase of our lives. Yeah, like what should... Tell me the three most... You said I should be... Fats. 
Fats, fats, avoiding plastic, avoiding anything with yeah phytoestrogens. So soy. the plastics and Avoid soy. soy. I hate Unless that you're, stuff. Yeah, soy. I mean, it's so overproduced and processed, and and it's in everything. Yeah, it's there's it's so much. It's it's so available, and you know, yeah. especially with ve- vegans and vegetarians, people think, oh, eating tofu and tempeh. There's a lot of that you know, because that's a big source of protein for vegans and vegetarians. Mm. But you have to be really, really careful about the sources and the quality of these soy-based products that you're buying because they could contain phytoestrogens. And those are really, they can negatively impact our hormones. Mm -hmm. Wow. So much good information. Yeah. I know that I'm going to do the candida elimination diet. I'm going to call you. Yeah. And have you help me with it. I just created an online candida elimination program. So it's all online, it's all interactive. And it's like, I just give you the tools and the knowledge and you do it yourself. So will will you tell people how they can find this information and how they can find you on social media and learn more about what you do? Yes. I, my handle on Instagram is at Yoni Nutritionist as well as Facebook and I have my website. It's yoninutritionist.com. That gives you all of the information on everything that I do. And I'm also on YouTube and um, LinkedIn and Twitter. Those ones I don't all the use things. so much. All the things. Yeah. And I just created my Fuck Candida online Candida elimination training program. So again, it's like, it's all online. It's interactive. I just give you the tools and the knowledge for you to do it yourself at home. You can take it at your own pace. Cool. Go hard or not as hard, whatever you want. <laughs> Whitney, Whitney Pace. <laughs> and um, on Facebook, I have a lot of different groups where I support different topics. And my Yoni Nutrition group is a really great way to con- connect with me where I share a lot of free candida information. I love your Instagram. Thank I love you. the information that you put on there. I love the look of it, but I love how you balance um, beautiful photos with information insight yeah it's really cool and i love how you started off too by you know talking about your herpes diagnosis and i know that you also help people who are going through that transition and understanding how to deal with that too because i think that needs to be a deeper conversation um and something we hear about all the time and so you're doing you're doing the good work thanks thank you it's so amazing to help so many women and it's such an an honor and it's just so crazy that my experience in this because i was just at one point, really hopeless. Like Mm -hmm. I was really struggling and now I can turn my experience into something good and to help other women. And it's, it's actually really interesting to see the herpes and candida connection too, because they're also closely connected. So it's been really awesome, this journey so far. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank Thank you so much for coming all the way up to New York from Houston. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. And (laughs) thanks for changing, um, I feel like you're, you're changing our yonis as we speak mm-hmm. and improving them. Thank you for Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody benefits from a healthy yoni. Heck Everyone. yes, girl. <laughs> no doubt. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thank love. you. Hey, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, it would help us a lot if you would leave a review. Yeah, leave a review, subscribe. We want to know how you guys felt about the episode. It really helps us out a lot to continue the success of the podcast and keep spreading our message.